Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. Your look at Selena's politics and everything else. Y hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where nothing's off the table cuando estás entre comadres. All right. Yes, here we are. Another edition of our of our forum. Of what was I calling it? The symposium? symposium. The symposium. Yes. The candidate symposium. I still don't know what that word means, but it sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds like it should be here. And we we have with us the the current District Five Council member, Christy Cromanies. How did Cromings? Cromings. Okay, I want. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was like, it says meanies. Like, no, it can't be pronounced. Cromings. Okay, the e s is. It's like an ing, yeah. Oh, okay. Chromings. Oh, I was saying chromies, chromings, chromings. Oh, where's that from? Now I gotta know. It's French, but uh, you know we're not from France, so Americans always I, butcher the French. Yeah. <laughs> chromings. Who knows, who knows how it's really pronounced? You know, my 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 husband is a uh, an Okie, so. <laughs> <laughs> Chromies. Okay, that's so cool. I feel like that's a little trivia right there. Yeah. Anyway, welcome, welcome to the symposium. This is so cool. Election day is coming up. Um, people need to get excited. I, I was seeing. Oh man, I saw a graph that uh, people that are sixty five and older are outvoting basically every demographic, but especially that eighteen to forty five demographic tremendously. And we need to be involved, people. We need to be involved. Because everyone's going to complain. Everyone's going to complain on Twitter or Instagram anyway. You got to be involved. Anyway. I always say that. Unless you voted, I refuse to hear your moaning and complaining. (laughs) I like that. If you're not, you know, um, contributing or if you're, you know, not in it, then like... Go sit in a corner. Sorry. You don't, get to. don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Yeah, and on the local, like I understand we were talking about the national politics before we recorded. Like, yeah, when there's millions of votes cast, how you could see how your vote is kind of lost in the sea. But locally, like people win and lose by dozens of votes. Yes. Like Less your hundred. Yeah. Your votes matter. Your votes really matter on, on this level. But anyway, Let's let's get into this. Let's talk to Christy Cromings. I feel so. I just want to say your name now because I know how to pronounce it. <laughs> but anyway, you are the incumbent. But still, for those that that may not know, the first question that we've been asking everybody is, who are you, and why? Well, not why did you decide to run, but why are you running again? So um, I'm Christy Cromings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have been in Salinas for 35 years. I moved here. Well, I'm not going to say when I moved here because that will tell in you. In 1987, I am. <laughs> because I am 35 years old. <laughs> I did 1987. Um, it was a great year for Salinas. Great year for it Salinas. Was. Um, I, I was young. Here, there we go. I was young. Uh, I moved here with my fam- with a very young family, and uh, ran a landscaping company, and uh, did ended up doing. Um, a variety of things, including uh, helping with the community. So I did a lot of um, working with Rape Crisis Center um, because I am a rape survivor myself. And I also uh, worked with Bobby Socks a lot. So I've I've been really involved in that organization as well. Um, I'm a breast cancer survivor. I'm actually going for my mammogram today, so that's that's my appointment. Oh wow! So we definitely got to get drunk. You know, <laughs> yes, <time. laughs> you do. So um, I 
ran for office uh, originally because I was tired of standing at the podium uh, bitching (laughs) and uh, not getting results. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to be part of that solution and I can make a difference. And I think that we have done that. I think we've done a great job. Uh, We've had growing pains, the new council, but uh, we are coming together and figuring out a way. I'm definitely a person that likes to concentrate on what what do we have that we can agree upon, not what don't we agree upon. So working with that mindset, what can we agree upon, we've really – instituted a lot of things in council that have been fabulous. You know, affordable housing, um, my community center in District 5, you know, things of that nature. So I think we're working towards that. You know, at first it was a a 4-3 vote or, you know, 5-2, but now we're getting where we're we're having more consensus where it's a 7-0 because that's really where we want to get. We want to be 7-0 on our vote. I'm staying on council. That was the end of that question. I want to, I ran again um, because I have, so through this process, you know, and you've got to remember we had, uh, we had, I had breast cancer for the first year I was on council and then we went right into COVID. (laughs) Um, In fact, I finished my treatment on January 25th and we shut down for COVID on March 17th. So I had a very little time span there of even being able to be out in the public. And so we shut down. The mayor died in the middle of the year. I took over as mayor. I was the mayor pro tem. So I became mayor for six months. I got us outdoor (laughs) dining. I got us, you know, you got to get a haircut outside. I opened Banker's Casino. (laughs) (laughs) A tram. (laughs) Um, We had bingo at the Sherwood Hall. You know, all those were things that, you know, I was just fighting to, you know, get people to be able to do something, right? Get some sort of businesses open, um, be able to keep our people safe. And, you know, I I got a lot of flack on Facebook about, you know, get rid of the mass and, you know, you need to do blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I wrote back very honestly, you know, I'm sorry. I If the mask mandate is going to save my life because my immune system's compromised yeah. and get my businesses open, I'm all for the mask. And that's what that's what it accomplished. So I'm proud of that, you know, that we got to get out there and, you know, play in our parks and and all of those things. It made it more important that we have open space. And I think that it it put a a, shined a light on the fact that we don't have enough in Salinas. And so that's been my focus since then is we need more more open space, more places for our seniors and our youth to go and be taken care of in our city. And so that's what the community center is all about. Um, so I've got all this money, right? They've given, you know, not given me, but <laughs> we, we've uh, put together money for affordable housing and the community center and sidewalks and street repair and traffic calming, all the things that I promised the constituents I would get accomplished. I've got the money for those things, but bureaucracy moves slow and so we haven't gotten them done. Um, and part of that has been um, chain issues of getting product, right? So we're dealing with that as well because of COVID. So I want to 
I want to be on council again so that I can make sure none of those balls get dropped. And also, I was looking at your district because I wanted to make sure where it was. And it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting. It goes from Santa Rita all the way to it's to like the, like the Kmart. Did yeah, you notice that. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's it's, and and it's it's unique in that because I initially I didn't realize that it included the mall. So it it, it has a and. Uh, and then the shopping across from it as well. So it has. There's a lot of taxes being generated in in that district. So we're the largest largest tax base because we also have the auto center. So when we're selling cars, yeah, <laughs> we bring in the most tax revenue into the city. So tax revenue is important. Keeping businesses open and tax revenue is important to the city because that's how we provide the people with services. We can't keep our parks clean. We can't provide additional services. You know, we can't repair the streets or the sidewalks if we don't have tax revenue. And that's where they come from. And I have actually, can I have what, just ask <laughs> yeah. one and then I'll let you go? Because you've mentioned that community center twice. Yeah. What is this community center that you're mentioning? So a couple months ago, um, we came to consensus on the board, on the council to approve $8.1 million for a new community center in District 5. District 5 is the only district in Salinas that does not have a community park or a community center. And a, co- a community park is defined by, you know, being large enough that it has parking and and amenities such as, you know, being able to barbecue and all that stuff. Okay. So we're we're putting in a community park. We're now having those meetings with the public. So anyone listening should be watching out for, you know, Facebook and and um Instagram, other, yeah, Instagram, you know, um, yeah. all of that stuff to see when we're having uh, our community meetings to give input where they want it, what they want it to look like, what kind of services they want to have in it. Because we're definitely putting it in. And where do we want it do to we go? Know, oh, we don't know where? Well, we've got two spots that it can go. Um, one is uh, uh, Northgate Park and the other is Laurel Park. So the the one by Cammon School. Okay. Uh, That's originally where it was um, proposed because I was trying to move the fire station down there. Um, That fire station at Laurel is so dangerous. Yeah, we, my parents own Collier Feed right across the street from it. And um, yeah. It's extremely (laughs) dangerous. Yeah, they have to maneuver some some crazy ways to get out of there. And the problem is, is that, you know, you've got traffic stopped there at that light and the fire truck's trying to get out. And it may detain them two or three minutes only. And people think, oh, it was two or three minutes. If you're having a heart attack, you could be dead in two or three minutes. If you got in a car wreck at the corner, you know, at the intersection at Laurel, you could bleed out in two or three minutes. So those two or three minutes make a big difference in getting you the services that you need. Plus, I don't know about fire stations, but that one just seems tiny. It was originally a house that was converted (laughs) into a fire station. There are four inches on each side of that fire truck. It looks so small. I mean, it looks like it doesn't belong. Yeah, it does but, not belong yeah. there. It does not. We could probably uh, talk about that. Anyway, yeah. Here, but let's right. go ahead and move so on I, to our next so, question. Well, on that, I'm still working on that money to get a new fire station and get it moved. But in well, the meantime, the community speaking, center can go somewhere about else. about money, and, and you brought it up, you know, of, of how your district 
contributes, you know, to to the the tax base of Salinas. But, you know, one of the questions that we had been asking heavily is, you know, given that Salinas is the center of like a 10 plus billion dollar ag industry, how is it that our city is still struggling financially to get things like how is it that we still have a district that doesn't have a park and doesn't have a rec center and that has a <laughs> a, a fire station a inside a house. A literal firehouse. A literal firehouse. Fire fire you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think you, a secondary question to that is, you know, as someone who's currently sitting on the city council, do you know what the figures are of what the ag industry contributes in terms of taxes towards the city? So you only contribute taxes to the city if you are in the city limits. So our property tax, our sales tax, our business tax, right? Those are all taxes that contribute to the city. So Taylor Farms, for instance, who has put in all this wonderful stuff in downtown, they contribute a great deal to the city. And I don't know, I don't know the exact figure off the top of my head, but other ag businesses are outside the realm of our spheres of influence, right? So they're they're not giving as much to the city. Ag is very um, giving as far as to our nonprofits. And, you know, we have, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but this, this city is extremely, this area in particular, is extremely unique in how when there's an issue, they they do really band together to support that issue and give money to it. So we do have good support for things. But so going back to you, to your question, yes, we need we need to address that issue. So the money's coming from our property tax, our, you know, when you build new buildings, that that type of tax, those types of taxes. There are some proposals that ag wants to expand within the sphere of Salinas. And to make that happen, we have to expand our ability to take care of their wastewater. So at the last council meeting, we put a million dollars into that to be able to to expand that that wastewater treatment. Um, because we're we're at our limits. We're also at our limits for being able to build new housing. So, you know, unfortunately, wastewater is not something that people want to hear about. But when you yeah. can't flush your toilet, well, you're going to want to hear about it, right? And, and again, if I may, I may be wrong, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but Salinas has a separate, like, industrial wastewater system, right? We do. Yeah, like, if you're on that Abbott area, right. all of that water, so it... So, yeah, so it's kind of two different systems that the city has right. to has to maintain. And so there, the ag is giving to that system in dollar amounts to expand it. And it's, you know, it's one of those things like we do with the government. It's a match kind of thing. And we're going to expand the system so that ag can grow with with um, new technology. That, right? And how does that eventually trickle down and benefit our citizens. So then that's that's more tax dollars. So that I mean if they're making, you know, billion dollars in that in that business, we're getting, you know, 10% of it or whatever the tax base is for that particular business. So that's how it trickles down to us. Okay. And so and do you so right now do you believe we have a healthy tax base? That's always, that's always, 
Another question. <laughs> like I wonder, you know, because I want like it. I, and I, I I hate to throw other cities into this, but I was just looking at budgets, and I saw I happened to come across the city of Santa Maria. And their budget is like $250 million. It's like this tremendous, it's a smaller city population-wise. Right. But it has such a big, so I wonder that I was like, as a council member, do you feel is that there's enough money? I mean, obviously we could always use more money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that we have a good tax base, no. Yeah. We have a lot of money right now because of the government because the government has given money for covid and for affordable housing and for homelessness and and our you know california is trying to deal with those issues and it's about damn time sorry yeah. <laughs> you right i mean it's time for it's time for the federal government and the california and our our local government california to get in the game it shouldn't be every time there is some sort of economic crunch in, you know, California can't meet their budget at the state level. They take the money away from the locals. And I don't know if people actually realize that. But we over and over again have had to close down things that we offer like a redevelop. We used to have a redevelopment department that had to close down because the state took the redevelopment money, which was tax money. That, that we made here in Monterey County that was taken from us by the governor, right? So, Took it away. So knowing that and knowing that, that in your opinion, we don't have a, a healthy enough tax base, what is something, in your opinion, that we could do to not be so dependent on the state and create the tax base that we need here so that our city can manage those types of services and they can't be taken away? We've got to grow. We've got to be able to, that's why I'm pushing so much for that wastewater plan and that expansion. We've got to be able to, it was, it was apparent and obvious when we tried to bring Amazon in that the community didn't want that kind of growth, right? Yes. They, yeah. That was apparent. <laughs> so if you don't want that type of growth to build the tax base, obviously they want to stay in ag, which is what we're known for. And I'm all for that. But we've got to be able to meet those demands as well i think as someone from the community i don't think it's if we don't want one it automatically says that we we want the other or what is already here and existent i think that something that we've been talking about a lot on on these episodes is you know helping small businesses and you know what we can do as a city to um you know, empower and uplift, you know, a lot of the citizens, you know, to start small businesses, because I do understand that, you know, the growth of the ag industry, if they are taxed properly and are not just subsidizing right. <laughs> in terms of, you know, um, giving generously, um, then then, yeah, I think that we really need to stop and look at if they're pay paying their fair share, um, considering what they get. Absolutely. You know, from from Salinas and from the workforce that lives here right. as well. No, I agree completely with that. We already have programs that we've set up over the last three years that are so we're focused on that. So um Orlando and, and Anthony and I sit on the housing and land use committee. And that's our focus. Our focus is on, you know, how do we help small businesses 
move forward? How, how do we help them uh, survive? CSUMB has great programs as well, you know, where we have that focus. Um, and I'm a small business, you know, so I understand, you know, that perfectly well um, that has been suffering through COVID. I mean, we, we've been suffering. So um, I really, you know, I, I really want to help all the businesses in Selena survive. But those are, I don't want to take more taxes from those people. I want to take taxes from, from an um, ag company that has built a billion dollar tech facility that right the bigger the bigger fish the bigger fish that can give more yeah so i guess my question is are we taxing them properly currently because again back to the original question in your opinion we don't have a healthy enough tax base so i mean you were you threw out the you know figure of like 10 percent. i mean there's 10 billion dollars <laughs> right. being traded here i don't see them paying 10 percent of of that figure you know what i mean right. like that's just simple math right um so so yeah i I'm, and maybe there's not an answer to the question um, though there really isn't necessarily an answer to the question, except for they're paying what they're required to pay. So that goes back to new ordinances and we're in the middle of our general plan. So yeah. we're, we're in the middle of making those things happen now. That Which will is change why that. this is such an important yeah, election. It's a very, well, it's a very, it's an important election. election. It's, it's very important. <laughs> it's very, no, and, and I, no, I fully agree with, and, yeah, with the healthy small businesses, because again, it, you can come up with a fancy tax structure, and then you know Solidad can tell Taylor Farms, "Well, we won't have that. Move move your processing facility down here." Right. You know, and, and it's hard to fight that. That's why I think it's so important that we do have such a strong small business uh, community, and we do. And oh man, and I just hearing, and I'm not trying to call anybody out right now, and I don't want to, but there's always. People that are like the city is just makes it so hard to open a business, you know. They and, do. and 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 a you hear it. Center. Yeah, the permit well, and center. I don't want, sucks. <laughs> I, mean, and I, I don't I mean, want I to call them on, out. I will go on record saying that the permit. But why? Okay, and sucks. why? And again, because we're not saying that the people said why. What is it? Is, is it? Is 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 like? Are we using an archaic form of it, you know, or or are, are we just just like too too many chefs in the kitchen kind of thing? Or uh, she's pointing okay, at me so, saying, "Oz, you're so right and correct." <laughs> or is there too many cooks in the kitchen? Whatever it is, yeah. So, because um, so I just hear it from I mean from from pop ups, you know, to million multi million dollar companies, they all kind of. Stick there. Why is there a TJ Maxx that just opened up in Hollister and not in Salinas? Why can't we, why do we have three vacant buildings in District 5 that would have been a perfect place, not even have to build a new building for a TJ Maxx, and they didn't come to Salinas? We don't have an economic development director, and the one that we did have didn't go out and try to get those types of businesses. So, but is that the type of business that we're like trying to get? Because I mean, I think about it in terms of like, does that business pay a livable wage? Is us bringing that business here creating a livable wage for somebody, or is that skilled labor? Or do you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, is that it, well, it's providing it's providing jobs, and our minimum wage is fifteen bucks now. So, I mean, I know that's not a livable wage. 
I'm not saying yeah, it but is. I, but I because Salinas is so built out already, I feel like we need to be very careful about who it is that we are inviting into our but space. But that's what I'm saying. We have three huge vacant buildings that are bringing in no tax revenue now. Something needs to go in them. And I and I I believe it needs to be mixed use, but it needs to be apartments on top and and retail on bottom. Yeah. So yesterday when I heard about the TJ Maxx, I was mad because <laughs> You know, everybody likes TJ Maxx. Why don't we have something here that people will shop at that they won't drive to Hollister to do? Yeah. Or to. Yeah, and, and, well, and, I mean, no, no, no. But I would love because I would love for it to like, OK, that's fine. You know, it, uh, a, a national chain like that can come in. But instead of and, and I don't know if they get any tax breaks or anything, but it'd be cool to be like for every. You know, a national chain comes in that they I don't they want them to they, get tax they do, exactly no no yeah definitely I don't know if they do or not but um but it'd be cool to be like all right they're coming in but they're also gonna invest uh, they're gonna put thirty thousand dollars into a small business fund right. that the city manages you know so if I do have a pop up shop and I want to go brick and mortar and I don't have experience in that or or a, a bank probably won't give me a loan I would you know the city can can say hey you know you you we we're nicer we you know we have they're not going to take all of they're not going to take all of sears i mean sears is a huge building right so we get something like that to anchor that end of the mall and then you have shops right you can then you with with a reasonable rent that's the problem with it is if you don't have a reasonable rent no one can move into it and that's the problem i'm having with my business now is how do i afford how do I afford rent in Salinas? Yeah, that's that's the that's the big and then in your your district you really have very little space for new housing. So how does how can your district help? I know there's um Again, speaking of Collier's, it's like a Collier's commercial a bit here now, but I was Collier's I was putting to pay. Yeah, I was putting supply yeah, needs. <laughs> was Laurel. Um, <laughs> I was putting some pallets up and there was some uh, new apartments going up right back so there. those are those are senior apartments and um very proud of that 80 units of senior housing right back there and we are um going to continue to build up instead of out because that's what we need to do i believe that the future growth area is close to the lawsuit being rectified and us being able to start those future growth areas um, so that's, you know, 2,000 houses. Do you know what the um, density rates are that are you guys are looking at? They, for that they're, across, they're across the board. So there's two different developers over there, and, and they, are, they are affordable by design. So they're very – some is mixed use. Um, they want it to be very walkable. So it's going to start uh, mixed use in the middle and, you know, with – very high density and then kind of go outwards towards the schools. So it's a little more like regular housing, but very much um, like the uh, East Garrison, you know, where, you know, apartments into, you know, not big backyards, but you have, you know, this much backyard, right? What, what district is going to gain those people? It's going to have to be completely redone. So there's going to be a huge redistricting. Now would be five and six basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that won't and that, happen yeah, because exactly. it's, it will be too much. So there yeah. will be a redistricting and start going in. 
Yet another reason to be paying attention yeah. and doing this. It's, it's, for- it's really important. The election is really important this year and in two years and then the next and then the two years after that because of these houses, houses going in. Now, there's also District K, the new growth K, which is out by Gavilan View. Mm-hmm. And that is go- that's zoned industrial. But there's going to be affordable housing around the school. And I want us as a council to make sure that there's a community park involved in that affordable housing so that they have plenty of open space. And Santa Rita doesn't have any open space. Santa Rita Park is way too small for the density yeah, and it's all, all sloped. And it's the all barbe- sloped. you barbe- barbecue at thirty degrees. It's and so weird. The waterway <laughs> that you're supposed to be being mindful to. Does not. that ever get dredged, or is that just going to keep filling? <laughs> I supposedly it does, but I have not seen it with my own eye. I'm just like, oh, better we we're one big rainstorm away from something. Um, from people being yeah. flooded. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, also, and I'm going to a quinceanera right there this weekend. And, you know, I oh, mean, it just rained too. So it's going to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried about their backyard. <laughs> and I have another question because, again, we're now we're talking a lot about city planning. And I'm like, cool. Now we're in my space. I love city <laughs> planning. But, um, well, mine too. I'm in construction. <laughs> so, well, this is, so this is a, a, another like thing that's been talked about for years and years and years is another. Connect because the auto mall and all that shopping is kind of on an island on the other side of 101. You know, you have Baranda way on the north side and then Laurel, and those two are those poor roads can't handle anymore. Uh, and also, the section of Baranda between Maine and San Juan Grade, it's got to be one of the worst sections of road in Salinas. That it's, I'm sure it's going to get fixed soon. This is why I'm not complaining, but man, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> I was like, this is like a big entrance to the city. Anyway, there's been talk for years of a, of a third, uh, I guess, entrance through there, which essentially you would extend Alvin. If you drive on Alvin right now, and you go towards the auto mall. I used to live on Allen. You'll, Alvin, you'll, you'll yeah, end up no. on a on a patch of, of dirt. That patch of dirt is owned by the city. I would not see that project happening in my lifetime. Okay, yeah. It seems it would not bad, huh? <laughs> well, and, and I'm thinking because it will happen, but not in my lifetime. Yeah, it's it there's just so much complexities it, with it. It goes through a neighborhood and those people in that neighborhood are gonna, not going to be happy. Yeah. yeah. And what do you do? Put And it's like a high elevated, density. It's yeah. a high density neighborhood. It, it will it will be hard. Yeah. It will be hard. More buses and trams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Baranda, there is Baranda extension that is going to go in. And that's a that's a collaboration between the county and the city. And since we moved um, the dump that was in the middle of the city, Sun Street, out to Madison Lane, um, that was one of the. I like that it stayed in. That it. was my. I I I got it. Like, dude, you can't have a dump in the middle of town. You just can't. No, you're not gonna be able to redevelop it. But it was so useful. You know, I was like, it, oh, it can't it was, be far from Selena. Rosa was but. so upset about that dump being in her district. <laughs> <laughs> she fought. She fought. <laughs> but I also that was the think best place. There, I mean, there was a lot of good community things that happened there with the oh, yeah. waste management. 
education that they did right next door. And so they're people, doing all of that at Madison Lane. Yeah, so everybody needs to know that. Definitely. It's, so cool. it's just so accessible. Being yeah. right, yeah, was right there, there. Yeah. you know what I mean, and pe- pe- you could literally walk over and you talk about the density rates and yeah. you know having everything on, you know, in front of the Cristo Rey Church. You know, all of those folks could just walk over and and yeah, so they they do a lot of amazing work, and so they yeah, do they do great stuff. But yeah, that yeah you 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 you're not gonna get somebody to build eight story apartment building there next <laughs> to a dump. I well, will, and I, you tough. know, I will give a shout out to Solid Waste Authority. They do amazing work. They do a lot of, a lot of outreach to the schools mm-hmm. that are educating people on recycling. One and the things that I love about them is they come out to the community where they're at and they meet people yep. at their level. Yeah. They're not, like you don't. I'm sure they do blast emails and stuff like that, but they're knocking on doors and coming to schools. They're yep. not, you know, they they're give away worm people. bins and stuff yeah, like they, they, they give the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could start your worm composting. Um, and well, thank you, because I'm the vice the president. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, <laughs> but they do deserve the the staff really does a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I went to one of their presentations at a council meeting and I'm not going to lie. It was one of the most boring, yeah. most painful things but it was you need to you needed yeah. to be done and that's why I, I i commend all of you that's sitting there on the council because i didn't have to pay attention I, I i just chose to it was it was so tough and i'm like wow wow you have to sit there and then make a vote on that later yeah, i usually watch them on youtube eating chips <laughs> that's so I wish cool they that let you could do more. i really do <laughs> well do you have uh, any anything uh, else before i get to the final the tough question. No. <laughs> it's been the easy road from now. <laughs> um, you know, just another one for me that I, a lot of people reached out and said that they were really interested in this question. And, you know, basically the long and the short of it is, is like, what does equity look like in terms of the city budget? And how do you different diff? How do you differ in that regard from the from Andrew, who you're running against? In the city budget? Correct. I feel like there's a lot of, um, especially young people who don't feel like, you know, there's equity in terms of the city budget. And I think, again, as someone who, you know, watches and stands at the podium and sends in public comment, I think um, when we are in those budget cycles and stuff, we there are there is a lot of um, voices, you know, concerned about creating equity in the budget and what does that look like and funding more green spaces and, um, you know, diverting funds from where they currently sit. Um, so what say you? <laughs> so I, I think that we, well, of course, we're doing a lot better job um, at it. I think for many, many years, at least the 15 that I've been doing this, on the other side of the podium, not here, but walking up and talking to people. Um, We have been, the city has been focusing their efforts on other things and not on what benefits our community the most. Every time there's been a shortfall in the budget, they want to close a park. They want to, you know, they want to get rid of a service. They want to close down a community center. Um, they want to stop doing a parade or, a, you know, things that, that benefit the community. 
And I think over at least the four years that I've been involved, the Alice Cell Vibrancy Plan, I think, is extremely important to vitalizing that corridor and making those businesses feel more one more important, but giving them beautification to help them thrive, right? And it has become very apparent to the current staff that this council is not going to let them ever threaten to close a park again. That That's, we're going to, and we have each year of the budget cycle made them add two park workers. There used to be 32 park workers in the city. 22 years ago, there were 32 park workers. Currently today, there's 12. And that's because each year we've added two. There were six Wait, when I started. Wait, there's 12 people and park workers as in like they have to maintain all the parks. And so they- maintain all the parks, fix all the parks, fix all the close irrigation. All the, so like the close gates the bathrooms and the bathrooms and stuff like that. And that's why. Wait, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had 12 people. We were making stamps for the scrapbooking industry. <laughs> and we had 12 employees. people on... And this is wow. multiple sites, multiple locations. Buy those guys city. a beer or a coffee, whatever. Man, yeah, who are those choice. people? I buy wow. them a beer all the time. Holy <laughs> we, we crap. We go drinking all the time. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad. It's bad. Oh, it my God. Really I'm bad. not going to complain about a park being dirty anymore. I can't. You know, so getting and, and that's. No, we can. We just can't complain to the people who are getting paid to clean them. Right. Yeah, Don't yeah. complain to them. Yeah. Don't right. Complain to call, to, call their boss. Yeah. Don't complain to them. A more Salinas is a great thing. The community's coming out and they're helping. And I mean, last weekend they, they did um, Laurel Heights and did those parks and they painted and they cleaned and, you know, they're helping immense. The community's really stepping up and helping immensely. But The city should be able, if you're going to require, and coming from a construction background, right, if you're going to require as a developer for me to put in a park, you better be able to take care of it as a city, right? So we've got to do a better job now that I'm the city. I got to say we, right? We've got to be able to do a better job at doing that. And, you know, part of that is, I mean, I have, so... You know, in full disclosure, my son-in-law works for the Parks Department, and he is friends with the homeless guy at El Dorado, and the, he helps him clean up. You know, he's like, I'll do this for you, and, you know, he takes some sandwiches. I mean, you know, my son-in-law is a great guy. He does, you know, little packets of socks and stuff my daughter does and they take them out there to him and stuff so you know he's really getting involved in the community but um you know they they really do deserve a pat on the back that's all right so my final final question here the simple one is what's the one thing that you would like people to know about you you know after these 40 minutes we ask the questions but what's one thing that you would definitely want people to take away and know about you I keep my promises. I think we're in a world where people are focusing on political rhetoric and we need leaders that are looking at the problems outside our door, not what's going on 
outside our nation, right? Yeah. Um, those are important, but we have other people to handle those. We need we you know we need leaders here in Salinas that are worrying about Salinas and what to do about Salinas problems. So I think I think I'm the person to do that. I think I've done it. I've kept all the promises that I made in my last campaign, and I just want to I just want to help people. I just want to move us forward. All right, thank you. Thank that you was so much. Christy Cromings, <laughs> District Five, and he loves he can pronounce. Yeah, that right. yeah. I, 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 uh, I'm gonna say, how do you say it? Can I say it right? <laughs> I tell you, Steve McShane has never pronounced my name right once, not once. <laughs> so yeah, okay, November eighth, correct Tuesday. Vote, vote, and you could still register. Right, we we you can register up until November eighth if you go to the Monterey County Elections Office, and you yeah. can still register up until the day of the election. Don't wait. Don't be that person. Don't, yeah. Don't don't make yeah. someone who works there do extra work, y'all. Please, they are, they got enough on their hands already on the eighth. <laughs> and then if you do, just do absentee, and then you'll just get it in the mail. And it, it's so simple. Yeah. Yes. It's so simple. But anyhow, get out and vote, y'all. Very yes. important. Absolutely, make your voice heard. Yes. yes. See y'all later. Peace.